Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, the author of the book Ransom Notes and the essays Ransom Notes. The lady who has has made a, a very negative uh, connotation into a very positive faith-based uh, situation, right? When you used to think ransom notes, you'd be like, uh-oh, uh-oh, that's something that's uh, that's all cut together and put together and somebody's being held hostage or something like that, but no more. If, uh, if you've been listening to us, you know that there's always a faith-based message and it's always positive and it's coming to you from the heart of Kathy Ransom and uh, she's the subject of a documentary. She's the host each and every week uh, for a radio podcast and a radio show, and uh, and and once a month the visual. Uh, Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Kathy Ransom. How are you? I am fine, Frank. It's uh, uh, July, June. Uh, well, I guess it's actually almost July here in our country uh, when we're recording this. And uh, I've had a good day. It's been quiet, and I've been working and studying. But I did pick up. I know. I know. I've got a question for you, Frank. I picked up a little piece of information that I know you can't possibly ever live without. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the question is, which of four domesticated animals communicate through humming? And I'm going to give you four animals, and you have to tell me which one you think communicates with other animals by humming the four choices by humming you mean like mm, humming, you know like that <laughs> yeah you gotcha know, gotcha okay okay pigs cows llamas or goats wow oh, that's a tough one because i could i know i know but see you're pretty bright all right so let me see cows i could see that uh and let me see uh I, i'm gonna say no to goats, uh, I could be wrong. I'm going to eliminate that. Right, you're, you got, you've got one of the three that you don't want. You've got goats. They don't hum. Goats that I know don't of. hum. Uh, llamas. Oh. I don't know much about llamas, but they could be. You know, I, I think they spit like camels. They have a disgusting habit of spitting, but I think they do. Could they hum? Let me put them on the side for a second. Uh, cows, cows moo, and I could see that humming. Did you know that cows go moo? Woo-hoo. Yeah, right. I don't think they come. No, they 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 do that. So I'm going to eliminate cows. Um, all right. So between llamas and and what is the other? Pigs. Pigs. I'm going to say pigs. You're wrong. I hate to tell you. Llamas. Llamas. Oh. And you know how I figured it out? And I actually guessed when I saw this because I put pigs, cows, and goats sort of in the same bag. And llamas are sort of a whole different kind yeah. of creature. So I figured the when one was sort of different. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But it is. And they, uh, I, was, I was doing some research. I know this is silly, but sometimes I just do silly research. And then it's the mother and the baby llama, they sort of hum to each other as uh, to, to sort of, I guess, draw close to each other. Yeah. And then there's a different level of humming when the adults uh, are sort of tense or there's pain or they're separated for, from each other. And then they have evidently another pitch or loudness of humming. I, I, I'm not an expert on llama humming, so you know I'm sort of making this up. Yeah. And then when they are really aggressive and things aren't going well, 
then or they're scared to death then the llama has even a louder and apparently a different kind of hum so the next time you want to hear somebody hum and your hummer isn't working why just go to the zoo and find a llama wow uh, you know very interesting humming it's, I know. You know, I and know. it's sweet. You know, you you brought up the the mom and the babies uh, hum to each other. That that would mean they would be close together and kind of a. And by the way, llamas. Uh, you know, like you know the Dalai Lama, right? And you think that, and he doesn't. He hum kind of mm, chants. You know, kind <laughs> I, of I think the Dalai Lama might be just a little bit different, though. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> You know, well, we, it's amazing how many people, and I've seen them in New York, and I know that they're in other places, too. Apparently, llamas are now making, are finding their way into the U.S. as uh, in farmyards. So I don't know whether they use their, I, you know, this is really not where I was planning to go this morning, but I don't know whether they use their wool or whether they eat llama burgers. Uh, I guess I need a little study. But I really today want to shift really differently yeah i had i had a uh I, as some people know i teach a, a class of adults on sunday morning at church one day we decided that in the old days high school kids and adults cross intersected interacted uh, throughout life that you know that we on sunday morning we would see them in church service or whatever and anymore it seems like that the high school kids and the kids are all off in their department and the adults are all separated like pigs from horses or whatever it might be and we decided that we should meet together so the kids made breakfast for our bible school class and then after we had enjoyed their food then we had a service and part of the service we gave we had the kids and adults seated at different tables but we had a mix we had some adults with kids and vice versa and then after that our youth minister she had sort of a short lesson well I about fell out of my chair when she starts talking about it because she starts using some words in a very different way I found it exciting she took nouns like the word faith and then she added the word ing so each of the i've got eight of these we're going to try and cover and i may not get them all covered yeah where we've taken sort of like an action word sometimes it's an action word sometimes it's a noun and but we've added ing to each of with the idea that for example instead of yes we should have faith as a christian but we need to be facing. We need to be doing faith. It isn't just a word to say, yeah, I've got faith, but I need to be demonstrating faith. I need to be putting it into action. I need to let people around me know that, yes, I not only have faith that the floor in my apartment here is strong enough to hold me up, but I also need to have faith that the Lord cares, that he's going to do things for me, that when he promises that he's going to have a place for those who are his followers later on, I need to, to believe that. But I also need to share it. I need to be faithing. Number two, I need to mature, and certainly 86-year-olds or seven-year-olds are mature, but she did it in the action mode, maturing, as it related to our brain. As a Christian, 
We start as a babe in Christ, and we don't know much about the Lord. We don't know much about the Scripture. Probably when you were seven years old, you couldn't have quoted or know all of, the, of what Revelation was about. Maybe you don't even still know all of what the book of Revelation means. Probably most of us don't. We need to continue to mature, to be, to be maturing in our knowledge about the Lord, about the scriptures, and grow from being a babe to maturing into being an adult. And some people don't connect with the Lord until they're already 50 or older. They still start out as a babe in Christ. So she used the action word. Our high school kids really needed help from us who were more mature in the faith. And that's the one of the things we need to try to do more as an example. Okay, I got another one. We use the word serve. What's that word mean to you? Serve, to uh, to to help or to, um, you know, like dole out a service would be, okay. the, yeah, so serving. Um, but it, well, and, and you just used the new word. It isn't just serve, it's serving. That it isn't a one kind of thing. Oh, I helped with a uh, a, a help quilt quilt a baby quilt for a needy family. I served, so now I'm done. No, she was reminding us that serve is a continually process. You don't just serve once. It's a life of serving, and at Paul in Philippians four thirteen says that he pressed on toward. Uh, a life with the Lord. It was he was pressing on to the end of his life. It wasn't I pressed. I am pressing. I am continuing to do. The same thing happens when she used the word preach. We a peace. Pardon me. I I I was not thinking right. Right, right. A peace. That a p e a c e. That we all need peace. But we need to be a process of that peace. We're part of it. Peace doesn't just happen. It is PC. I know it's a word we never use. We don't say, I'm piecing, other than when we use the other spelling of peace. I can piece a quilt. But this is the fact that we're trying. Our job is to bring peace among people, to bring peace among families, to bring calm, to be a to. Help a troublemaker find peace. Heaven only knows there's a place for peacemakers in today's world. I don't know how it is in New York, but in <laughs> Illinois, we need a little bit. And then she used the word walk. And she used it as walking, and we use walking all of the time. But she gave a really interesting example of walking, of how much the kids were learning to walk and in that same way, help serve and be a witness. One day, and she used as an example, the kids had walked from the church down what would be about a half of a, oh, about a city block to a uh, supermarket. They were going to go down to get food to bring back and to, to, to send to needy folks in our community. While they were on the walk, rain started pouring they were soaked by the time they got back. 
But she said the most marvelous thing was those kids were so excited about having actually walked to serve and to share that for them, the rain was unimportant. Now, I know, I know, if it had been 87-year-olds walking down that block to pick up groceries and come back and we got soaked, I think most of us would not have been real happy campers. But <laughs> that just shows how we could serve in a different way. And then she would, and I got to get to these last two really quickly. She said, doubt. And she used doubt, or putting the I-N-G on it, doubting is the word she wanted to get across. And she was using as an adjective for that, is investigating. You know, sometimes we, as, as Christians, we need to, to keep our eyeballs open. We need to investigate and watch where we're needed. We need to try and understand his word more, just like we talked about Revelation. Probably none of us that are hearing this today are experts on that. We need to study and invest and doubt. I, does she really need help? Is that person next door? Does she need someone to come by and be a friend? I wonder. I use sort of the word wonder along with doubt and investigating. So I challenge our listeners today to use the word Doubting, not is that you don't think there is a God, but using it in the context of, I wonder if somebody needs me or the Lord or something I can do. And then the last one I want to use, she used the word encourage, but again she added the ing. Encourage others. Encouraging is not a one-time thing. Frank, we have to reach out and help people who are sad or lonely or expressing or experiencing grief or they just plain need a helping hand a pat on the back we get so caught up in being upset with people and blaming things that we forget to find compliments and one of those people we need to compliment is the Lord. We don't need to encourage the Lord, but we need to say thank you. And then in turn, he'll help us encourage others. So Frank, get your ING words out and keep faithing, maturing, serving, peacing, walking, and encouraging. I love this. What I, I just, I, I adore this whole, uh, this whole segment here. Uh, it's uh, it, it, you know you add that ing and that saying put it into action. Never mind the end result. Put it into action. That's what you can do. That's what you can control. Is you put that ing in there, and by putting that ing there, that that's having you uh, you know instead of serve, you're serving. And and by the way, it's never ending. Right? All of these things are never ending. It's just it's just a wonderful take. Uh, a final thought you have for us? Yep, I know you can. You can't. I, I, you can't live without this thought. <laughs> if the population of China walked past you in a single file, the line would never end because the rate of reproduction is so great in China, probably in the rest of the world too, but China in particular. So it's a good thing. The world is not going to run out of people. We're going to still have plenty. And then 
I have one other wonderful thought. Who makes the most noise, cats or dogs? Wow. Well, uh, dogs are louder, barkers, and you know you would you would uh, you would think that, but. Uh, I have a cat who just never stops meowing. He, he's always meowing, and uh, and he can make the argument. I don't know. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna yield to you. I mean, dogs are louder, but I think uh, cats make a million different sounds, and they're constantly uh, at making some kind of audio. Maybe I'll go with cats, but I think I'm wrong, right? Nope, you win. Did you know that cats have over 100 vocal sounds, and dogs have only 10? Wow, that is something. I know you can't live without that thought. No, but it's great. It's great to know. It's for, for our, our know. animal lovers out there, uh, it's a nice nice note to end on. Kathy, just great as always. Just wonderful. And uh, to everyone out there, uh, heed these words. Uh, just wonderful. And as I said, uh, always uh, always backed with faith and thoughts and love from our, our author, our host, each and every week, Kathy Ransom. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.